0: Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed.
1: Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> You could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at spreaker.com slash studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player of preference by searching for Sift Pop. Well come back, film fans from the dead. What's <laughs> <laughs> Quality Check Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Posey, and joining me to my left, who has not visited Pet Cemetery. Not only once, but twice. Oh Ooh, god. Douglas. My hair's falling out. I I'm was, falling apart, right? I was now. combing your hair and it was getting caught. It was getting tangled. We had a nice moment in the bathtub.
0: You were pouring yeah. water over me to cleanse me. You started brushing my hair.
1: And chunks of it started coming off. I literally started playing the Ramones. And I just wanted to listen to a little bit of that, have some downtime before this podcast, just to prepare. So that's how we end up preparing for this episode. As you can guess, we're going to cover Pet Cemetery, the new and the old, because every other week we cover a new movie and return to something we've seen before to see if it holds up or gets better. We just want to thank you for joining us this time around. Also, at the very top, we want to mention that we've got a contest that's running right now in which you can win some dough.
0: You just got to follow us on Twitter. And we want to hit, hit 200 followers. We're starting small. And when we do, we're going to just tweet out something and you just respond. And you could be the winner of a Fandango gift card.
1: That's it. You can go see a movie on us. All you have to do is go over to Twitter, follow us at Quality Check Pod. Let's go ahead and dive right into Pet Cemetery 2019.
0: The whole town's been using this place for generations. Folks make a kind of ritual out of it. It's not some campfire story. Saw these in the trees up there. They're warnings. The local
1: tribes carved them before they fled. They feared that place. There's something up there. Something that dates way back. Those woods belong to something else. Pet Cemetery, the remake, although there's really not a lot of big changes in the story here with this in the original. Pet Cemetery tells the story of a family who moves to the countryside and soon discovers their property also includes a pet cemetery which has mystical. Powers. (laughs) Powers. <laughs> when I buy a new house, is one to not know that I'm
0: now living along a road that's very busy
1: with semi trucks. You just you will hear that's like living by a train track.
0: The Creeds never did much research.
1: No, it's like they just when it came. In. To,
0: yeah, they're like, yeah, that one looks cool. I'm going to buy that.
1: I will forever look to make sure whenever I'm buying a home in the future that it includes a pet cemetery. It's got to be on the. Like the realtor website, right? That's one of the perks. It's like yeah. three bed. You've got a trail, two and a half bath,
0: nice trail, pet cemetery, <laughs> which <laughs> is uh, haunted by an
1: ancient force and a semi creepy neighbor. He's not creepy at he's times. A, his intentions, yeah, we'll get into it. this, but uh,
0: he's a little more sinister in this one. plums I don't have a lot of stats because the director of twenty nineteen. I'm going to start calling it. Pet Cemetery 2019. 2019. Directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmeyer. No idea who these people are. Yeah. I think they did some small horror film, maybe. It was written by Jeff Bueller. 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 Came out on April 5th, 2019. Estimated weekend box office $25 million. Not too shabby. Not bad. One interesting note the cinema score for Pet Cemetery 2019, what do you think it
1: was? Cinema score I'm going with Now
0: this Cinema score is it's this company out of Vegas and they it's like an exit survey of people who went to see it opening night only. So these are people that really wanted to go see the movie. I'm going with a flat B. C plus. Ooh, pretty low. That's not low. good. Cuz again, the the idea is these people wanted to see the movie, so anything like a C plus which is just okay. Yeah. I see that. I'm like, "Oh, that's fine. That's not good."
1: Yeah, That's I know. pretty –
0: that's like mixed to bad. Yeah. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. This came out of South by Southwest. People lost their crap. They were eating it up. And for, I don't know, two weeks maybe, this was in the 90s on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Uh, the weekend – this weekend as it was released sank like a stone, 61% right now. Let's Jeez. do the Rotten Tomatoes game. A few weeks ago, we guessed what it would be. You said – I said 43%. So you win this round of the Rotten Tomatoes game. 10,000 points. Congratulations. 10,000 points, a bucket of buttery popcorn, and one soda. I was nervous because out of South by Southwest, like this was fire. Yeah, I was People were talking about how great this is, how scary it is. And then I saw the score in the 90s for a long time. And I thought, 43%, what was I thinking? And then it sank and I got excited, but you got it. So 10,000 points, good job.
1: So interesting note about film festivals. I was listening to a podcast recently in which Joe Bob Briggs was on and he was talking about premiering on Shudder, his show, and also just going to film festivals. And he said, your crowd at film festivals are very different than everyone else who goes see who goes to the movies.
0: I mean, <laughs> I think you go to a festival, you're excited to see it. If a crowd's into it, you're going to forgive stuff that you don't like because it's just like the mob mentality where yeah. if everyone's into it, you're going to find yourself into it too. Yeah. So it's hard to take that seriously, which is why you and I both went low because we were like, this is not going to – I just can't see this lasting.
1: Yeah. And it didn't. That's surprising that it dropped all the way to 61. That's a huge drop. It and is. The, and
0: this, it was in the 90s with like 60 reviews. That's, that's not like 12 people saw it and then it right. was high and it suddenly went low. It's very, I was re, I'm actually very surprised yeah, about how too. this has fluctuated. Yeah. That's... After seeing it, not as much, but we'll, uh, let's get into that.
1: Okay. Woo. Let's go with fill in the blank. Pet Cemetery is fill in the blank.
0: Pet Cemetery is a mixed cat bag. Ooh. It's just a mixed bag, but I wanted to put cat in there because there's a cat it. in
1: this movie. Mine is Pet Cemetery is a mediocre Stephen King adaptation. It's a shame. Yeah, I I know that gives a, a lot away about what I think, but there are some things to dig into, especially I'm very excited to start talking about the old pet cemetery and this pet cemetery this is going to sound like I hated it, but I'm going with the c plus I'm yeah. going with what you said for the score earlier, and it now don't get me wrong, there are things that I really liked, but then there were a few things that I just was very surprised by
0: there's moments there's surprises in this that I don't think are good, and I think a good chunk of this movie is actually really good, yeah. And then it really nosedives for me, and I, I'm gonna—I'll say. I'll say C plus two. It, I almost it was went a C a B or a C plus.
1: I, I really wanted to go with the B minus, but I don't think I think that's being way too generous.
0: You hinted that I've basically seen this movie twice, and it's true. I, I sat through this movie twice. The first time we um, made it one hour into it, and we stormed out of our auditorium because we sat next to the absolute worst woman on the planet.
1: It's got that's got to be one of the worst things ever. Because we made it, we legit made
0: made it until the point where the, the story literally takes off <laughs> and we had to walk out.
1: So that's, I seriously wonder if that has tainted your view on the film itself, just because of having to go through all that once again.
0: A little bit. Cause we had to, they were like, do you want to We went and got our money back. They're very understanding. We explained the situation and um, they were like, do you want to, there's an, a showing in like 20 minutes. Do you want to go? And I was like, I can't, we're going to, we walked out a movie that we had to restart instantly. I didn't want to do it. So we waited the next day. Uh, My girlfriend was not into the movie really in general. And she was really turned off by the fact that she had to sit through the entire hour again Again, so soon. I I wasn't that. I thought the first hour flew by Mm -hmm. quick. And I think the first hour of this is really good. So we actually walked out around the part when it starts going downhill, which is interesting. (laughs) Because I was like, all right, this is all new for me the second go around. And that's when it got bad.
1: When we went to see it... My dad was with me and we were talking after the movie and I got some of his hot takes on this film and what he liked about it, and what he liked better in the original. It was very fascinating to know and compare kind of notes and not knowing what you thought, but knowing what my dad thought and what, what your girlfriend Lexi thought. And that was just really crazy to kind of see those differences because Lexi was on one end, my dad was on the other, where he was he was really digging certain things, and Lexi was like, nope, I'm not having it. Let's go into it now, because yeah. there's a lot, there's reasons why. Let's cover what works first. You said the first half, I'd say almost two-thirds of the film. The first two-thirds, I think, are really good. So the build-up, the anticipation, this idea of really expanding on this family drama. There's not a lot of drama, per se, but really diving into this family more than the original, that was a really interesting take, being able to kind of live with these characters a little longer before tragedy strikes.
0: Like the... I think some have criticized
1: the slow pacing. I think that actually helps. I was on board with it and other times, but I will definitely say that the pace was much slower than what I was expecting. And you had mentioned... And one of our previous podcasts that you were expecting it to be a gore fest. It gets that way. There are moments, yes. There are, there are, there are like little moments. And I will have to say the other thing that I think really works is the Zelda bits in this. Wow. You didn't think so? No.
0: No. I I, didn't dislike it, but. And we'll talk about the original. Compared to the original,
1: I didn't think this was... I didn't think this movie was scary at all. Not scary, but I liked this idea of where she's haunted by this. And it seems like this new... The the remake of Pet Sematary had this idea of Zelda, of a sister, that what happened to her as a child, which is the main actress, she's being haunted by her sister and, and everything that happened to her... As a child, that seemed to carry throughout this film more. I like this kind of slow build, this idea of slowly kind of losing our minds. That's playing parallel to the story, this, the tragedy. I also enjoyed the acting in terms of Lewis and his wife. But Judd, I will, I will say there's an asterisk next to Judd.
0: I, I like the cast minus the girl which is the yeah. reason why I think the second or the, the final act tailspins. I didn't think she was – I
1: hit, going into it, I
0: heard she was great, and she's, I didn't think she was w- that good. I
1: wouldn't say great. Um, and but, then
0: the little boy is in it for two minutes. I don't know how you're getting a read on him. He's cute yeah. when he's in it, but he doesn't do anything rightfully. I, I mean, I don't know what you're going to do with the
1: kid. I enjoyed – I guess I should end up kind of backtracking saying saying that I liked – the interaction with the kids and their parents a lot more than the interaction with the kids in the original. But there are some good things in the original that it had yeah. with the kids interacting with their, the parents.
0: The interaction is a lot better. There are moments where the little boy and uh, Jason Clark, which is Lewis Creed, our main character, where he's just giving him hugs and he's telling him how much he loves his father and it feels genuine like it's his, his actual child. And actually, people in the audience were like,
1: oh, they're yeah. like, we're just kind of smitten by this little boy. Technical aspect of the film, cinematography, I think, has improved. There are a few other things that it takes this bleaker tone than the original. I like that, but at the same time, it didn't scare me. There wasn't anything about that. It just played into the atmosphere, I think, a little bit more. It's a lot of dopey
0: jump scares. Yeah, it's kind of hounded by that.
1: That may be it for me.
0: I have a lot of stuff that I like. Uh, I just there's a lot of spoilers that I want to get into, and I we're not there. Okay. Because I love the beginning, the final shot, and the last shot. Yeah, amazing.
1: It leaves you the rest of the movie wondering, what is this drone shot? Basically.
0: Yeah. We'll get it. Let's. We'll get in the endings. I like the cast a lot. I think Jason Clark is really good. I don't think the kid's good. I'm iffy on John Lithgow. It's a different Judd than I expected. Yeah.
1: Yep. That's- one
0: one kind of idea that I like that these the creators for this one took is in horror films a lot. It's about who's going to die, and in this in in this story, it's a lot of characters dealing with. The afterlife, is there an afterlife? Mm -hmm. And in this one, I like the idea that they basically are, everybody dies. There's no way around it. And that's just the point.
1: And I love that there is a difference of opinion with the husband-wife, but that seemed to come off clunkier. And that was kind of a negative for me. But I do like them playing with that theme. They
0: flipped who believes what in this one.
1: Yeah. That's different from the book
0: and the original.
1: Oh, from the book too. Yeah. Okay.
0: And I actually think in this 2019 version um, what they believe makes more sense because Jason Clark Lewis is a doctor, and he's the one that doesn't believe there's anything when we die. And it's actually switched from the book where he is one that is like, I I think there is probably something next, and his wife is the one that is really against that Mm -hmm. idea and even bringing that up to their daughter. But in this one, he's the one that says there's nothing next, and Judd's like when he's explaining what the pet cemetery is, he's like, "This is something unique that your scientific brain mm-hmm. will never understand." And we get this kind of looming shot of the dinner, ta- them, the family at the dinner table, and everyone's jovial and, and enjoying company and food. And Lewis is just he cannot wrap his head around
1: what's happened. Yeah, that I liked. They're- I just
0: I think the first two thirds is actually really strong. I think it looks great. The music I think at times is really good. I like the cast for the most part, which is frustrating because it sounds, I mean, there's a lot to this that I like, but we're going to get into the negatives here.
1: So it's funny you say that you like the music. I didn't think a lot about it. It was kind of an afterthought. I
0: think one thing I admire, and this is the sad state of affairs that we're living in, is they didn't put a bunch of pop songs in this. Yeah. I have expected they're, they're driving to their new home. And I expected some stupid song on the radio something a- signifying that it was something scary was going to happen or they were going to play the, the Ramones Pet Cemetery song <laughs> earlier in the film, which they, they do an homage to what the original film did at the very end, which is really cool. But I think that's why I say that.
1: I feel like the family dynamics at times, it really worked and other times it was just okay. Did you
0: feel like... Lewis and Rachel had a good relationship in this one. They almost felt like they had there was no chemistry yeah, between and the two
1: actors. Uh, yeah, I, that's kind of my problem. I liked the, the actor and actress. I liked Amy and Jason, but separately.
0: Maybe that's the point is they're kind of divided by this afterlife question. She's still dealing basically with PTSD from the death of her sister decades ago.
1: And... She's just kind of reserved in that way. Yeah, and that would make a little more sense. And Jason's character, this Lewis, he's not he's not necessarily closer to the kids, but you see that he has maybe a better connection. He's able to relate to them more. Uh, that was interesting. But yeah, their their chemistry just seemed to be a little off. The other thing is that the story changes. I um, wasn't a huge fan of the ending though i enjoyed but i don't want to give a whole lot away on that and like you said it relied too much on jump scares these hokey jump scares and i've been thinking ever since we watched it is there a way to make that better in this kind of movie i think there is but they just haven't been able to figure that out
0: yeah the problem and the ringer has an interesting piece about how do you how do you tell a story where the audience already knows it like can you can yeah. you scare an audience where they they're walking into a film that they already know the story to, and I think this story is limited to what you can do and how much you can change mm-hmm. and they actually change quite a bit in this one, and it's not a bad thing, it's just you're altering what we already know, sure, and at some point we have to stop
1: making this movie, yeah, yeah, I agree, and yeah, what what can
0: we do other than a new family moves in and then we have another haunted house element, or yeah. they're now dealing with something that, because they tried with Pet Cemetery 2 way back in the 90s, and it's a friggin' disaster.
1: Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen that movie, but I just have never. You should watch it.
0: It's interesting. The producers of this said, if this does well, we have a prequel idea in mind. <laughs> and then the, the directors of this said, we don't want to do a sequel, but if there was something we were going to do, it would be a prequel about Zelda. And I'm like, oh. what do we have on this Zelda story? There's no, she's confined to a freaking bedroom that's with it. like meningitis.
1: I think it, <laughs> it's a great parallel story as in what's haunting her, but keep it at that.
0: Yeah. And that's it's all. It's one of my favorite parts of the book and I like it in the 1989 version. It's fine in this one, but why, wh- how in the world are you going to sustain that for two hours? One that's thing I tough. did like is this is an hour and 35 minutes. Yes. Which at times makes it feel really brisk, like we're moving along. And then there's times when it feels rushed. The catalyst from this movie is Church dying and he gets buried in the pet cemetery and comes back. And I feel like we – this is going to sound stupid. How do you get to know a cat? But we only see Cat like (laughs) – we only see Church like three times prior to Lewis finding out that he has died Mm -hmm. and then he's brought back. So it just felt quick. There's something about the pacing in the beginning that somehow feels quick yet slow burn, which I like.
1: And especially the very ending. I felt like you were saying it w- felt rushed. I felt a lot of that, once we end up having the death of the child, it just seems to m- really move forward very quickly.
0: It does end in the book, though. Um, huh. Gage doesn't die until very late. And in, in that whole part is not, it's the smallest section of the
1: book. That's so fascinating because I, I feel like there's, we can live with that a little bit longer because it's like they come back and they're confused and they just go on a rampage and they're nuts.
0: Yeah, but think this is the idea. So we need to start getting into spoilers here.
1: If you are ready to dive into the spoilers, you've seen the film, spoiler time. Spoiler
0: time. The big twist in this one is that Gage isn't the one that dies. And if you've seen the preview, this won't matter. But it's actually the uh, Lewis' eldest daughter, Ellie, who is hit and killed, and she comes, he buries her in the pet cemetery. She comes back, I guess the place beyond the pet cemetery. And she comes back wacky. A little she's bit. She's basically, a, she's like a zombie kid who gradually, basically within a day of coming back, starts losing her crap. <laughs> but if you think about this, the idea that Judd tells Lewis is the longer you wait to bury this, bury whatever it is, is is the 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 greater risk that they're going to come back wonky? So if you died and I took you there immediately, maybe you could Have a be a bit. normal yeah. person for a little bit. But I think they had to do the funeral. Yeah, they had to do all that. So probably a week goes by before he brings her back, and then he's got to bury her. At least dig her be. up, bury her. So she's already. I mean, that's a bad start. <laughs> Did you like the alternated twist of switching? Yes.
1: I did, especially, so that scene with Gage running out to the road, I thought, oh my gosh, they're going to kill both the kids. And then I started thinking, and this is going to sound awful, but wouldn't it have been better if they did? Would it be too hokey, though? Too much? I don't know, because that's the one question I've been thinking about ever since seeing this movie, and after watching the first film, is what if both kids ended up dying? That would almost drive both of them away. And I think the problem, though, is my big issue with
0: the second half of the, or the back half of this movie is I didn't think the little girl was good.
1: And then she's the villain. Yui, I think that she's able to play off of her being a more menacing threat than the boy in terms of she's able to get around a lot faster. She, it's a lot more believable that she'd be able to take someone down like Judd. Or take down, you know, her mom and so on and so forth. Like, if you think about it, Gage, the little boy, when he dies, he comes back and he's like this cute, menacing, like, basically Chucky from Child's Play. And then he starts biting your neck and killing you. Then that's like, then that ends up being something that's like, okay, that's actually a little more terrifying. But the girl is more menacing in terms of what she's capable of doing. I, I take it though that the
0: idea there's this the Wendigo or whatever, this ancient oh, yeah. Native American thing that they're uh it's like this ancient demon. I she that's what consumes Ellie. So she's able to or whatever it's gonna be, it could be sure. gauge too. That adds to the strength that they have sure. and stuff like that where
1: I so I, I don't know if it matters if she's a little older. But there's something by the end of this that's still so terrifying and so startling about having such a young child like Gage who is taken out. And not only that, but then you end up having this, I feel like, need for, especially a parent, like it's basically a toddler. And you're like, I want, you know, this baby boy was taken from us so early. That we want to be able to bring him back because, like, we had no time that we spent with him, whereas we've spent, they've spent more time with their girl, that little girl. But I still, after watching this, like the idea of Gage that storyline just because it's on a more primal fear type level. There's a deeper sense of, and I'm not a parent, but it just seems more terrifying to have that. Did you like? The and girl? then you're
0: forced to kill him. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Which Again. is the, which is the best part because it, you you bring back something that you love so much, and then you have to decide because at one point he tries to kill or put down um, Church the cat, and he can't do it. Yeah, the cat looks at him like how he used to when he was normal, and he's just like, "Get out!
1: <laughs> I can't do this." That I loved. I really like that, and then especially whenever the cat is also the thing that ends up basically killing Ellie, the little girl. Yeah, that's what's so great about
0: this story is he they bring back church and church is the the reason why the child dies. Which is a great that was it's that just, in the book by Chance? Yeah, it's just what goes around and comes around. Yeah. You know, in the book I can't remember if he if the little boy if Gage sees church in the road and runs towards it. I think that's what it is in both of them. I, lo- I love I love that idea. It's, it's great. So the, when King wrote this, he wrote this and was so haunted by what he wrote that he put it away for years. Well, awesome. You also, know that story? Yeah. And, and the only reason it came out is he had to honor a contract. He was, needed something to fulfill this contract, and that's the only reason this saw the light of day because he, he, he didn't want it out. It was too personal. Well, because his son almost died. In yeah, In the, the forward almost- he talks about that. The, the boy running into the street is what happened to him, only he was able to grab his shirt and pull him, to, pull him to safety
1: before he ran out into the road. That is just terrifying.
0: He was probably on cocaine when he wrote. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Did you like those changes, them taking some major changes from not only the original, but the book?
0: Yeah, I'd, whether I'd, I like the, you have to do something. True, because yeah. you have to make it different. I like the idea that it's an older child. I going into this, I was like, you can do more with an older kid, and she should be able to act better. In this case, I didn't think we really got that, yeah. which is really why this doesn't work for me. I just I found it kind of silly. Mm-hmm. The her her whole thing.
1: That I mean, that's just the way it is. Well, and to kind of foreshadow a little bit on the original, I didn't realize how much gauge doesn't really appear on camera and we just hear his voice do you have a movie mvp and a movie lvp i love the beginning and end the final
0: shots of this movie in the beginning
1: yeah that's because the
0: beginning i didn't full i was like why are we watching this they're playing their hand too early now and then at the end i understand it one do we want to just say what it is sure so the beginning of this movie is where it's like a drone shot panning over the property And and it looks like fog
1: Covering yeah, this and we, area, and we,
0: we learned that that fog is smoke. One of the houses on fire, the neighbor's house. We come up on a car with its door open outside of what is the Creed's home. There's a bloody handprint on it, and then we flash backward. And I thought, well, they're just playing their hand, so if you've seen the book or seen the book, if you've <laughs> read the book or seen the original, you know where this is headed. It's yeah. just like a little fun foreshadowing. And it's not because at the end of this movie, everyone but Gage is dead and brought back, which I actually really love. I that love that really idea. Cool. And they're all zombified and Gage is in the car because Lewis, before he died, was like, you need to stay in here. Don't open the door for anybody. And at the end of the movie, the final shot is the family all dead walking towards the car and Gage is looking at them. And then one last little trick that I loved it's church jumping onto the hood of the car and it's like this zombie family. Yeah. And we know because of the first shot in the movie that the door is open somehow. Yeah. Which I think is I, – I just think the whole thing is brilliant.
1: Cue the car alarm going off. Cue the Ramones cover song playing. Yep. So that honestly was that – was, that was really cool. I'll have to say that I enjoyed spending more time with the family – And I do, I I still like the idea of that we get more of this haunting with with, uh, Amy's character where she's just so bothered and troubled by Zelda and that story. I think it's very limited to what you can do in that. But I think that this handled that well. But at times, like you said, it came off as like a haunted house. So that was weird. And after thinking of it, I don't know how you can end up really making that any better. But we just don't do it zelda altogether. together
0: you do zelda but i don't why
1: she's showing up i i i
0: i the ptsd element is interesting i just there's just i prefer the zelda version in the book and in the 1989
1: and least favorite thing uh the kid both of the kids are just the girl
0: just the girl the, the boy's fine but he doesn't do anything they know to only put a child in there for two minutes of the film <laughs> because oh, the child can't act. Right. It's just hard for me to take this seriously and get spooked by a kid that I just don't think is good.
1: Miley's favorite thing? I just wasn't scary. Or it wasn't nerve-wracking. I'm okay with that. The only nerve-wracking thing was that it was like leading up to the, the car or the tragedy scene with Ellie dying. That was a little tense. But both scenes were Yeah, tense.
0: there's a lot of tense moments. I just don't think there's a lot of
1: payoff. Sure. and that's... It is a lot
0: of jump scares, which I thought we kind of had moved past, but apparently not. No, not yet. So rewatchability, is it high or low? I'm going to say it's, uh, I'm going to do a cop out. It's right in the middle. Yeah. Because I would definitely watch this again. And I've basically seen it twice now. And I'll see it a third time at some point. Oh, and the theater. I just uh, I was never, I, I really liked the first hour.
1: I will say that it's, Right above, right in the middle. Yeah, I would recommend this film. Even to someone who is like a diehard, especially a diehard Stephen King fan and someone who's seen the original. I'd say go
0: ahead and watch it. I wonder what people will think of the ending. I like the bleak ending.
1: Mm -hmm. I liked it.
0: Lexi, my girlfriend, hated it. She doesn't like that kind of stuff. But they do kind of what they do with The Mist where they're like, let's do something completely different and make it really dark. One interesting thing. King watched an early cut of this new version, and he had an idea for an ending. In the ending, Gage gets out of the car, and he hears the truck, and he starts running for the road. He doesn't get crushed. A woman pulls him to safety and is like, where is your mommy and daddy? And it ends with the zombie family coming.
1: Oh, that's interesting. Would you have liked to have seen that? I like
0: the ambiguous ending where we don't know what happens to him. We don't know if they're going to kill him. And make him the part of the undead? Is he just going to be living with these undead family members? Are they going to go on a terror spree? We don't know. I love the idea that we just don't know.
1: I think they're going to start the underground families for us.
0: I hope they turn into the undead version of the Partridge family. Ooh. They start playing some tunes around the world. Or the Ramones. That'd be great. I, I, I oh, she, Lexi also hated the Ramones song, by the way, which I, I'm not even going to get into because that's just insanity to be in I don't want
1: to live my life again. Yeah, I, I love that. Now, I, I do like the way this one ended, but I do like King's ending as well. That would be pretty cool. They're both very interesting. Well, the other thing you have to think about, you know, with having the parents buried shortly after their deaths, wouldn't they be less crazy than ellie but ellie's gonna be driven to kill i just think the gradually the longer you might
0: be fine for two days but the longer you stay undead you're gonna go nuts because you're the windingo is taking over your body
1: so you're not right so church is probably the most sane of them all
0: it's just such a good gr- – the final shot is just so good of the family coming and then the cat jumping on the hood and
1: you just know they're all dead. And Church puts his paw on the windshield. It's so good. It's like, let me in, little Gage. So YouTube moment. Do you have one that you'd be able to say, that's it. That's what people will go back and watch.
0: It's got to be probably the the death of Ellie because it's yeah. kind of the uh, – they, they switch it around but they make you think that you're going to see the same thing you've seen before. Did the freaking truck driver, there's, it's a truck driver speeding down the road and he gets a phone
1: call. Yeah. Did he, we don't need the phone call commentary. No, no I don't think so. I it's think,
0: a child running into the road. You don't need to add the element of, oh, I'm getting a call from Sheena.
1: Not only that, but you also have these hills. You see that the, it's a little hard to see going down this road. I don't that, blame
0: that truck driver. I, I blame Lewis for not doing a little research
1: before he bought this yeah. house or build a fence or something. Yeah, like. that's true. Or playing hide and seek i did like that element where he's so haunted that it's his fault though that he's like i have to do something even though like both versions it's the same thing but i like this one better
0: it's his fault because they're playing hide and seek and he killed the cat or the cat died and he brought it back and it again is the reason why she
1: dies because she spots it taking a little jog down the street poor church was just wanting to have a little fun i love church okay So let's dive into which did it better. We're going to switch up the upgrade-downgrade, which we normally do. We will cover that. But for the original Pet cemetery made in 1989. What is this place? I brought you here to bury Alan's cat. Daddy, is church all right? Why, Judd? I have no reasons. I dreamed he got hit
0: by a car and you and Mr. Crandall buried him in the Pet cemetery. What did we do tonight, Judd? What we did, Lois, was a secret.
1: Which film do you think did it better? Let's start with acting. What do you think had better acting? Uh, I would say this one.
0: Because I actually was pleasantly surprised by how much I liked Jason Clark. John Liff got a little lift beyond. I know. It's a much... This is the problem. I think um, Fred Gwynn is better as Judd in the original. Yes. He is a little more, I don't know, there's something about him that is more kind, I feel.
1: Kind and also spooky.
0: Yeah, he's both. And then Lithgow in this one, he's not mean, but there was a sense of, I don't know, there was a weirdness to him where I wondered, is he going to like try to touch my peen or something?
1: I was actually a little worried by his character. He was okay, but there was... No, he was fine. I I like at one
0: point he gets drugged by Lewis and he wakes up in in the morning and he's like basically Doc from Back to the Future. He's just like whoa, and his hair's sticking straight up. And, and then John Lithgow, and of, he, he looked like they had roasted him in the sun for fourteen straight days before looked, they started shooting too.
1: That looked bad. He yeah. looked nasty. His sunspots. I'm like, man, I've never seen this on Johnny before. Um, I agree with you on that. I liked. Uh, I think that the new one had better acting, but there were some good. Bits from the original. I think the best Fred Gwynn as Judd. I don't. That's going to be hard to beat. Also, that strong accent that he had.
0: Yeah, he lays it on thick. Directing. I would say this one. Yeah. It's
1: more modern, a little more slick. The new one. Cinematography, pretty same. much hand in hand. Yeah, same thing.
0: Uh, story.
1: Which did it better?
0: I prefer staying. I, I prefer the King book, so I'm going to say the '89 version did it better. Which better. is also written by Stephen King himself. He wrote it himself, and I just pref- I think I still prefer that ending—the ending of the book and of the movie.
1: So the book is the same as the first film, right?
0: Yeah. So Lewis eventually kills Church and Gage. He puts them down, and he burns the neighbor's home down. And uh, his wife is killed by Gage. And believing that he can bury her and have her come back normal, he buries her, and it ends with him playing solitaire. And he hears the creaking of the floor as she walks behind him and puts a hand on his shoulder and calls him darling, and it ends. Okay. And I like that ending better, that he's he knows how bad he's done it twice and it's turned out terrible both times. But he still keeps believing that I can make this work.
1: Interesting. So, so
0: he he's re- reunited with his love. And, because
1: for that, I, that was one thing at the end of the first film, I was like, why does he keep doing this? It's just going to end up bad but hearing it's the that, belief
0: that you can make it work
1: does he in the book obviously he's like talking to himself and he's believing that like basically spelling it out saying i think that i can change it this one time that it it'll be different this time
0: yeah that that it have she had just died i can do this real quick and it'll be fine
1: hearing that makes me enjoy the that ending better i will have to say both of those endings though we'll get into that in a little bit have Good points for each one. Uh, story-wise, though, I think that the original, I prefer that one a little bit more. Music. You really like the music and this new one.
0: But I don't know if I could pinpoint it out of a musical lineup. I just was happy. Yeah, I, I think, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I can answer this one.
1: I'm going to say the original, the 1989 version, because it was just really eerie. The kids, is there a better version no, you. I
0: think they both kind of stink.
1: I like Gage in the original much better. Gage was cute in this, but I still like i still like that idea of the boy is like this cute kid, and then like the mother picks him up, and then he just starts chomping down on her. Same and way with Judd. Yeah. Church. Is there a way? Yeah, the church in this one
0: is a lot. I like the church in this one better.
1: Yeah, the the eighty the eighties version, he was a little creepier, but in like a bad it, way. Of it's
0: time. yeah, they they did something to the eyes to make it look demonic, and it's you can tell that it's been altered. I just think the cute the cat in this one is a lot cuter.
1: Yeah, and also like the stickiness of his hair in this, and yeah, with this the girl. was a
0: long haired cat that is mangled and disgusting looking, and she's like at one point the little girl's trying to comb out the knots in its hair, and yeah, I don't know. I just like that cat. I love the look of that cat. Yeah. Lewis dumps the cat in like the woods and drives away. We have a shot of this cat just staring him down.
1: I love that. And the cat in church is just waiting to kill Lewis. Uh, We've already pretty much covered this, but the ending, you like the ending of the original better?
0: Yeah, much better.
1: The more I think about this remake, I really like this idea of we just have the zombie family staring down Gage.
0: It's a good one. I think the ending's really killer in this.
1: I may I may have to go with a new one. I really, I, I like both, but I, there's something about this one that I like. But the ambiguity of the original, like you said, the wife coming in, putting her hand on Lewis and saying, darling, that's really cool. I well, like that. One thing
0: I really like about this story, too, and it, it's across the board, is, uh, you know, he, Lewis, buries Church, and Church wasn't his cat. It was Ellie's cat, but mm-hmm. once you do that, that is now yours. Yeah. So the cat's just following him around basically because it's like his new owner. I think that's really creepy.
1: The other, also tying that into what you had to say, there's one line in this remake that stood out and I love so much. And it's where Lewis is tucking in Ellie and she just got back from being dead. Lewis, and he says, everything's going to be okay now that you're back. And she's like, back from where? Yeah. I love that line. Love it. Um, she starts
0: like remembering. I remember mm-hmm. being hit. Don't you think? If she would have been hit by that truck, she would have been like mangled, smeared.
1: Yes, that's what I was expecting. That there would be nothing left of her. Yeah. She would be worse than Victor. Oh, and speaking of Victor, oh, which, Victor loved yeah. it. Which version of Victor did you like better? I kind of like
0: this new one. This they're was, both good, but this this one was. Uh,
1: I don't know. There was less Victor in this.
0: Yeah, Victor is not as big of a part in this new one.
1: I do like that it's really only Lewis and Gage who's speaking to, that Victor's speaking to. Because in the other, the original, we see Victor also coming in to play with the wife.
0: Yeah, Rachel's hearing him. She's like, where have I heard this name before?
1: And I'm not as big of a fan of that. So I do like both. that they would have been able to find in the middle ground... I do like the original look of Victor. This new Victor looked great too.
0: Why do you think Victor wanted to help Lewis out so much?
1: I don't know. Because he tried to save his life. But in the in this ver the remake, he isn't in it as much. So I feel like he's like, I'm warning you, and you're not going to take my warning, so I'm done. It's weird though. Victor warns him
0: not to do what he does, yet he's the one that leads him. To the place beyond the Pet know. So it's like, why are you doing it if you're, is it like you have to, you have to be open to the possibility that you can do it. You have to know that it's, that you can, but don't do it. I don't, I don't get what he was doing. Yeah,
1: I agree. I felt like that was very, I don't know, just clunky for both this and the original. Then I, I just, I wasn't a huge fan of that. The Ramones song, how about that at the very end? The the ramones the original yeah we got to go the original okay so can you give the original pet cemetery an upgrade or is it getting a downgrade it had been a while since i've
0: seen it i didn't think it was going to be good was pleasantly surprised it's an easy upgrade this is going to sound
1: cop-out but it stays the same
0: i think it's probably a better film than this new one i think the zelda stuff is way better a lot scarier i told you you re the 1989 version, the the Zelda stuff spooked me out so much I had to pause it.
1: All all of the Zelda bits, or is it just there's a this, bit at the end? A lot
0: of it, I think Zelda's creepier looking in the in the original, and then there's something at the end that I kind of freaked me out, and I I needed to take a little five minute break.
1: Ooh, I enjoyed both of them, and it sounds like I I, I like you said mixed. Mixed is like the best way to basically describe it all, but. Without further delay, let's go ahead and get into the adventures of Ten Ten, where we're going to shake up our mascot, Ten Ten, a tin cup who holds about 11 questions. Woo! And we're going to find out, <laughs> we're going to read a question to each other and see what's going on. So let's shake him up. And Drew, you can start.
0: Question number one. Did you notice any Stephen King Easter eggs in the Pet Cemetery remake? Ooh.
1: There's an obvious uh, one.
0: I only saw one and I heard you chuckle, so you oh. got it too, and it's when Rachel's she's trying to leave or get back. Trying to get back. She's trying she's to get back home. to Lewis. She knows something is wrong. This is after the daughter has died. And we see that dairy is coming up. Twenty miles, baby. Twenty miles
1: away. That's the only thing I noticed the there had to have been a lot more yeah and that i noticed that and in the insignia on the tree where it looks like i feel like that is from the dark tower series but i can't think of what exactly that would be okay like the first pet cemetery would you like to see stephen king write and modernize one of his stories for film if so which story would you like to see him
0: adapt so, do I want to see him write one of his into a new movie? Yeah. Is it something maybe we haven't seen before?
1: Yes, because I've got one.
0: Hmm. What's yours?
1: The Regulators and or Desperation. Desperation,
0: yeah. They did the TV version.
1: I'd love to see that as a movie. Um, I think that would be good. Huh. Because I think that story would be very different, very unique. And I love the idea of a road trip but it's not going somewhere, it's ending up in a place. That's really cool. And I think King could come up with a really fun screenplay with that. He's so mixed with his writing, though. For Yeah.
0: I don't know if I have one. I would like to see parts of Hearts in Atlantis get done. I really love that one, but I don't know how you turn that into a movie. They did it once. Anthony Hopkins. And it was... Um, just a, a portion of the book that wasn't even called
1: Hearts in Atlantis. I don't know if I have one. Did you hear Mr. Mercedes is coming out with season three? Oh, they're officially doing it? Yep. Is it going to wrap everything up? I would assume so because there are three books in that series. So are uh-huh. they doing each book? I believe season?
0: so. What's weird is that you can't like find that on Blu-ray. It's not on iTunes because it was. it's
1: on the audience network. I'm really no. I still haven't seen it. Have you seen? Fun fact.
0: It? Pilot. I've only seen the pilot. That pilot opens with the Ramones' Pet Cemetery song. Loves it. So, and another fun fact: you probably know this. Anton Yelchin was supposed Mm -hmm. to be the bad guy. Yeah, I love the third book a
1: lot. Love that series. So Anton's never in it, right? No, he had already died. Rest in peace. Which remake is better, it or Pet Cemetery? Ooh. And it's It. Yeah. That's easy. You know what's weird? So speaking of that, I feel like both originals are a little creepier. Like the original It.
0: Oh, the original It is not creepy.
1: There are times that... It's not... Like going it back, is really well-made,
0: I think. I don't think that's a great movie, but... The new, the new film, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very well-made. It's way better. Tim Curry, baby. And I just think that Pennywise is a better villain.
1: Yes. Oh, yeah. Not that there's a villain in this one, but you know what I mean. Lewis. Lewis He's is not the villain. a villain. Question number four Is Pet Sementary 2019 a great addition to the world of Stephen King adaptations? And is it better or worse than the 1989 version?
0: Well, we kind of already addressed that. It's an yeah. okay addition, and it, okay uh, edition. for me, it's not as good.
1: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's better in certain ways, but. No. I would agree with that.
0: 100% agree. Same pain. Someone needs to vet these questions.
1: We need to get Robbie
0: back. Robbie, what are you doing? Uh, Dale Midkiff plays Dr. Lewis Creed in the 1989 version. (whistles) Jason Clark plays him in this new one. Who does better work and is there another actor who who you would have cast?
1: Ooh.
0: I actually – I don't think – I think Dale does a pretty good job in the original. He – He's okay. There's something about him that I actually kind of like better than Jason Clark. Yeah. I was taken aback by Jason Clark's kindness. There's a scene in this movie, this new one, where he's talking with Ellie about death being natural. He's very kind to her, very loving in how he explains it. I was like, man, that's a good dad right there. He's just like, it's okay. It's just you're trying to ease a child's concern about death or the unknown. So that that moment really kind of won me over. I was like, "Oh, Jason Clark."
1: Yeah, I, I I really like Jason Clark. However, Dale he did, like you said, there's something about him. I think Jason's acting is better, but there's something about Dale in the original yeah, that I, I really like. Though. I can't pinpoint. Did you like? I don't know if Dale does this in the original, but at one point
0: in this new one, um, Jason Clark is digging the grave and he goes, "Ah!" <laughs> Did uh, did that work? Do you like when characters scream out in pain and frustration? Uh,
1: sometimes, but not this time. I don't think it worked here.
0: I kept waiting for him to go, Judd! <laughs> and shake his fist.
1: That would have been better. If that happened, I would have been okay with that. I
0: don't know who to pick on this, because I want to say Dale, but I go back to that scene, yeah. and
1: it's so good. I think that Jason's acting is better, but I'm going with Dale overall. I'll say
0: Jason. I'll give him one. Ooh
1: uh the care like someone else another actor to play that character oh yeah man i you've got one in mind and you mentioned this in the last podcast it's
0: always because i go back to the audiobook michael c hall i think would be fantastic he's lewis for me because i just read listen to him read me that book
1: so lewis i'm assuming is like late 30s or early 40s right in the book he's actually 63 Woo. no i'm just kidding <laughs> hey. yeah he's he's they he's Probably in, mid-30s. In that case, I'd love to see Clint Eastwood play him.
0: I mean, he's a doctor, so he's probably five years into his doctor career. Okay. So with that being the case, let's go with Chris Evans. Oh, gosh. Maybe. <laughs> What's interesting, in the book, by the end of it, he keeps doing this over and over again. He's starting to age. His hair is getting white. He's showing signs of aging. It's, like having a, it's actually having a, taking a toll on him and his body. And people will, will, are commenting like, "What's happening? You look like you've aged a lot." So, and they kind of they didn't really do that with either version.
1: You know, that's just going to sound really crazy, but thinking of it and throwing out Chris Evans, bear with me for a second. I'm bearing with you. Chris Pratt.
0: No, I don't. He's. Because, I don't think
1: his range is very limited. And that—that's. I'm. I'm thinking, would that be an interesting addition or not? Because I. I just don't know. Let's do We've this got, because we got Ryan Reynolds and the Abneyville horror.
0: Well, he was that just cast because he could flex his muscles
1: and also grow that beard.
0: Ooh, love that beard. Let's go. So let's let's cast Lewis Creed, but we're going to do it with Avengers options. I Ooh. want you to tell me good or bad. Okay. Chris Evans.
1: Uh, Chris Evans is
0: getting into that point where he's going to start playing dads. He yeah, was, he's an uncle in in uh, whatever that one was with the little kid. Yeah.
1: Gifted or something gifted, like that yeah and he's so I can see and he see, did a great job with that by the way I actually um, really like that movie it was a very so good Chris
0: movie so Chris Evans i and A mm-hmm. uh,
1: uh, yeah,
0: he's, he's too young yeah I he feel, still looks too young even though
1: he's I'll, I'll say yay Chris Hemsworth no you don't think Chris Hemsworth could do it
0: I think he could do it you just don't want to see it yeah Robert Downey Jr. no what
1: hands down no
0: Mark Ruffalo yeah Mark Ruffalo. Mark, he's a he's somebody that's interesting to me because I think he can he can be really bad. He's got some interesting choices. He's a, he's an interesting actor. Yeah. I don't think it always works. Uh Chris Pratt, heck no. I would say yeah, I would be very interested. He, can't, I would he be, does what he does well, but that's
1: love he to can't see, stretch beyond that. I'd love to see him go against type. I would. It would be very interesting for that. Yeah. So going back, uh, Downey Jr. I think for sure he could he could pull it off, but I just don't. You think he would probably he would try to be too funny. He would be too
0: Downey Jr. He would have a bunch of quips yeah. like, "Hey, yes, yeah, your hair's falling out," and then and then he would have some quip.
1: Yes, and I just I can't I can't deal with that. Not in Lewis. Were you going to say Jeremy Renner? I forgot about Jeremy Renner
0: being a person. Uh, yeah. Oh. What do you think about that? Uh,
1: probably not.
0: Yeah, probably not. Awesome. I'm sticking with Michael C. Hall's my pick. You know who else? And I said this last time is now nah, he's too pretty, can't do it. I'm not even going to say. Who it. are you going to say? I'm not going to say. It. Whoa. he's too much of a pretty boy and Lewis is not that.
1: Well, I thought you were going to say Mark Hamill. <laughs> no. <laughs> because we've got a little screenshot of Chucky up here. And yeah. Mark Hamill's oh. going to be voicing Chucky.
0: The Pet Cemetery trailer, let the cat out of the bag. Oh. That Ellie is the one who gets squashed and resurrected, not Gage. Is that bad marketing or actually really smart?
1: No, bad.
0: That's horrible. Yes, I like can't I, tell you. I, I didn't think it was an issue going into it. I was like, I like the idea of the change,
1: but you don't I get it away. I would have
0: loved to have not known that, because because they especially the way they do is they lead you to believe it's
1: going to be the same. It's going to be gauge. The other idea, and thinking more about this, what if Judd was also left alive, and he's the only surviving member, and he doesn't know that this family just goes off the rails in one night? That could be interesting. Hmm. And then he's got to live with them, and then that changes it.
0: But it's weird, too, because in the original and this one, uh, Judd's wife is actually alive in the book. Oh. And she dies in the book.
1: Oh, has, and so that's the funeral they go to at the beginning. Then. At
0: one point they have a heart she has a heart attack, and that's when he reveals to Lewis about the pet cemetery. And then she eventually passes away. And Gage, when he's like demonized, he's he's starts talking about Norma, and he's like, Norma was banging all these dudes, oh. and Jud's like, Stop, stop. And it's in, <laughs> like it's the Wendigo's messing with his mind. We don't know if it, it happened or not. Oh. But that's... it's hinted that she might have been like a little floozy.
1: That I really like, but Norma's not in either version. Did you Did you like the old John Lethko picture? <laughs> yeah, it made me laugh. That yeah, that made me. It's
0: just like it looks like it was taken from another movie from Harry and the Hendersons. Is it really?
1: No, I, that's what I thought because my dad said the same thing. He's like, I wonder if they took that from that movie. Okay, Pet Cemetery Twenty Nineteen makes major alterations to King's classic novel. What is your favorite and least favorite? So only of those changes, right? Only of the
0: changes. What's your favorite?
1: I'm, I'll say the ending because I li-
0: like. I said I like the bookend to this movie. My least favorite. I don't know if I have a least favorite. I don't. Know I if like I that they kind of alter Lewis and what he believes.
1: That I that, I that I'm going with my favorite. Sense. That's my favorite.
0: It just makes more sense, I think.
1: I'll say my least favorite is Gage not being the one who's taken out because it's like that idea of innocence, like I said. Yeah,
0: it's it's very. It would be very hard to. For your toddler to be the the mass serial killer.
1: They just end up cgi in that entire scene.
0: It's just so cheap in the original. It looks so ridiculous. And you can tell they're like struggling with a doll. It's stupid. Uh, The latest version has numerous haunted house elements, namely with Rachel's PTSD about the tragic death of her sister Zelda. Is this a good addition to the story?
1: Not the haunted house, but I do like her being haunted by her. I don't think it's... I don't I
0: like it, but it leads to a lot of jump scares, which is poopy.
1: Especially her opening up the medicine cabinet mirror, that was overdone a little bit. I guess so the Zelda thing is in
0: this version Zelda dies because Rachel uses uses a dumb waiter to put bring food up to the next floor to Zelda's room. And Zelda ends up falling down the shaft, and they said they got that idea because that actually happened. They saw it in a newspaper, and that went, that sparked the idea for because the director said we didn't because of the eighty nine version we didn't know if we wanted to even do the Zelda storyline because we thought it was done so well in the original, and how do you change that, and is it worth it right? And then they decided to do it and kind of add the this element that they saw in a newspaper.
1: I'm glad that you brought that up because to me that real experience makes that scene seem like have more weight. Because yeah, and, it, it,
0: and the person that actually died in real life, we know that they didn't die for nothing now.
1: That's going into a Stephen King if, adaptation. If you notice in the credits,
0: they get credit. It yeah. said uh, Janice Claiborne died or helped inspire the Zelda.
1: At the very end. So the final question, the look and feel of the burial ground beyond mm. the Pet cemetery.
0: Good question. And the
1: 2019 version is much different than the 1989 Whoa. movie. Which one's better?
0: The original. This, I can't tell you how many times they went to this place in this new version, and it looked like a cheap set. Can I ask you, what the heck is a loon? What
1: like, is a little, like a wolf
0: thing or something? Okay.
1: Because in both versions, they say, oh, it's just a loon. Did you like, I think the, the original is way better. The look of it. Oh, yeah.
0: doesn't look cheap. They actually did it. Mm-hmm. This felt like a set with fog. Yes, it felt yeah. like a cheap horror film for, made for television. That I was not okay with. I was like, this looks awful. Um, at one point, I think when he's burying Ellie, we see off in the distance the Wendingo. Did you like that element of... Now you see it, now you don't. Kind of, yeah. I like it. That is just haunting
1: this. Yeah. Now, the other thing, I like that the barrier stays the same for both. There is a barrier to cross over. In this version, we see like some animal paw whenever they slip in the very beginning. Is it like assumed that this is almost like a dam that's damming up from the one side of the pet cemetery to the place you don't want to go. It's bodies and just like tree I assumed,
0: limbs and stuff like that. So it's like this uh Native American legend that they escaped from or something. I assume that they built that as a barrier so people wouldn't climb it. Oh. But somebody learned how. I, I I thought we had a question too, and it's not in there apparently about the beginning of this movie very early on we have the procession of kids going to bury I assume in the pet cemetery mm. and they're wearing these weird masks and it's never explored again. Is that a what? Missed That's, opportunity. Yeah.
1: I think What's so. What's
0: the point of even having that if you're yeah. not going to explore it?
1: I think that was. Which is a big concern
0: going into it. I thought they were going to have a bunch of weird kids running amok and that was going to be the scary thing.
1: Yeah. It just seems like they were setting something up that never developed. They brought back the mask once at the end. Whenever Ellie comes back. And that's whenever Lewis goes downstairs and finds the mask. Yeah. I didn't I, get it, though. Yeah, what I didn't. matter.
0: Just and were of, those kids going beyond the pet cemetery or just to the pet cemetery?
1: That I, I guess we don't know. I love the idea of keeping that almost if we saw them again, but they were going beyond, even once, just once. And maybe they're zombie kids.
0: I kind of wondered. And what? Because Ellie sees them, they go inside, she's watching TV, and then she she gets curious. And she goes and basically goes to the pet cemetery, finds the pet cemetery, and they're not there. So I'm assuming that they they went beyond to bury the animal.
1: And I love the idea that if they were to stick with that, that would be a really cool story to see almost this town breeding zombies, more or less.
0: They're all dead. And that's why yeah. they're ma- they're wearing masks. Love
1: it if they were j- just to have kept that
0: let's do pet cemetery 2
1: would you be okay with that
0: <sighs> <laughs> i mean i would see it cuz i'm a sucker but i don't know if we need it i yeah. just think the story is so limited
1: yeah i agree let's let's just end it there speaking of ending it that's going to do it for this podcast film fans here is a teaser for what's in the works next if you I haven't seen or listened to our very last podcast. It was about Twilight Zone and the first two episodes. So the next episode for us is going to be Twilight Zone episode three, which we cover replaying. Then after that, we will do a filmmaker spotlight on S. Craig Zoller. Don't forget, you can rate and subscribe to us so that you know when a new episode from us drops in your podcast player. And we've got a contest. And you can find us online on Twitter, Instagram, and also shoot us an email. <laughs> what? You gotta say what it is. To qualitycheckpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Quality Check is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at spreaker.com Studio DNA.